The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name's Will and as usual I'm joined by my good mates and co-hosts Hodgie and Gray. How are you lads? Yes boy. Yeah, how are you? Yeah boy. Oh, wow. I think that's the first time you've actually ever asked me how I'm doing. I'm alright, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. well, it was obviously that memorable, was it? I'm okay, melting a bit. It's been 29 degrees in London today, so absolute hell on earth. Um, but apart from that, yeah, alright, thanks. Anyway, Hodge, leading on from last week's question, if you could only eat one format of potato for the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> this is discussed on the stag do, actually. Kunis was doing it to me and he was grilling me really hard on it, actually. I don't know. Uh, he had some fucking wavy choices, though. Yeah, well, he was throwing out crisps and stuff. Like, that was going to be his, like, number one. And I was like, that's no, I don't, wouldn't have put that it's as disappointing, a good like, no, I can't go crisp. Probably, like, I don't know, mash or, mash or roasties. You can't really go wrong. I'll probably go mash. Mash or roasties. Okay, mash. Interesting. Okay, controversial. You're Mister Controversy. Come to you. If you're going to eat one form of potato, one format, one cooking of potato for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'd say probably a good. I, I don't know. Just a good chip, a good crispy chip. A good crispy chip. So is it crisp or a chip? Chip, as in like one which has been like triple fried and goose Ooh. fat or something like something like that. Oh, you're virgin on roast potato Just territory there with yeah, the goose exactly, fat. Yeah, exactly. Because they're like. It's almost like a roast potato, but they've been deep fried. Do you like fat chips or thin chips? Fat chips. Fat chips or chip shop chips? Chip shop chips? Beef dripping chips shop. are like pro. Oof. Oof. You like Chinese yeah. chips, don't you? Not Chinese chips, nah. You do? You like them, what's it called? The spice bag, which sounds fucking dodgy in itself. Oi, I tell you what, yeah, so Bermondsey special, uh, a spice bag. It's Chinese chips. In with like little bits of popcorn chicken, pepper, I think there's some onion in there, and like loads of chili flakes just topped and covered in MSG. Oh, yes, please. Like £4.80 at the Chinese takeaway. Yes, please. End of the night. Thanks for asking, lads. I think I'd probably have to go with a chip. You couldn't live the rest of your life not eating chips. It's just such a, such a, a stalwart. Think, thinking about it, actually, because if I said mash, then I'd have to have like a Big Mac and mash. That doesn't really sound very good. Work, exactly, it? yeah. So you're changing or you're sticking with mash? I think he's got to stick with it. Uh, yeah, i got to stick with it. Fine. Right, okay. Get anyway. to his head, he's got to make that decision. <laughs> <laughs> Hodgie's getting married this weekend. Can you believe it? So last weekend we were up in Edinburgh, destroying our livers, 
uh, having the best time running around like little teenage girls playing tag in the middle of Edinburgh. Uh, <laughs> a few were <laughs> I'm so stupid now to think about it. It was a good weekend, but uh, I think our friend DJ summed it up perfectly when he looked at Hodgie on the final day and just said, you, my friend, are just a costume of a man. <laughs> just thought it was absolutely fucking perfect. <laughs> I bet the train back down to Newcastle was quite quiet with you lot, was oh, it? Oh, no, it was actually good fun, actually. Yeah, it's good, yeah. Yeah, I had a proper good laugh. Just reliving Alex Watson's best moments. Oh, Alex Watson, what a legend. <laughs> I mean, me, and, me and Cunny didn't speak a word to each other the entire way. Earpods were straight in. I think we were a bit earlier than you lot, though. Didn't have a chance to really get up to speed. Yeah, We had a game of shit on the go and everything. <laughs> Legends, what you like. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we digress. Best wishes for Hodge this weekend, obviously, getting married. Gray is the best man. I'm just a lowly groomsman. Usher, whatever you call it. <laughs> Flower boy. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But we'll be Page there. Boy, we'll be, uh, Page boy, Page boy. Page boy, yeah, eligible bachelor, whatever you want. I don't know, yeah, whatever, if the shoe fits, you know what I mean? But yeah, we'll be having a great time. Um, so yeah, all the best. Right, okay, on to this week's show. So series three, episode three. Since we last spoke to you, we're obviously in the middle of international break or coming to the end of international break. We've got Cristiano Ronaldo's Manchester United at the weekend, which is a very daunting prospect, but I'm sure, no, I was going to say, but I'm sure we'll be fine. We will absolutely will not be fine. Taking a quick look back, since we last spoke to you, we played Burnley in the, was it the Carabao Cup? What the fuck do they call it these days? Like the League Cup? Yeah, League League Cup. The one that's not the FA Cup, basically. We played them, went out to them, uh, and we had a, a bit of a tumultuous um, 2-2 draw against Southampton. Um, that's when we were up in Edinburgh, so we were watching all the updates. Couldn't quite believe it at the end, but we'll get on to that in a bit. Um, we'll then take a look forward to the Manchester United game at the weekend, and then I have actually got a quiz to throw in this week. Does that sound all right, lads? Sounds good. Sounds good to yeah, me, yeah. Well, I don't actually know if there's too much to discuss about the Burnley game, to be honest. We were both there. Hodge and I were there. Mm. Were you? Yeah. Yeah, we were there. Watched it live. Okay, now. It was quite soul-destroying, not going to lie. Do you guys want to talk us through the events of the match? If there were any, <laughs> what it was like being there? There wasn't many, I'm not going to lie. It was uh, a <laughs> really, really, really boring game of football. Best thing that we're seeing in the whole time we were there was um, Gray's dad nicked a pint from the bar. Uh, <laughs> when it was his round, that was probably the most exciting thing we'd seen, to be fair. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was just poor. Like, the best thing was Gray noticed when it came to the end of the game, and it was like they're talking about the penalties. Why is Bruce stood like five, ten metres away from everyone else, and all all who could see is just a ring of players? around Graham Jones with the whiteboard just telling people what they're going to be doing and Bruce is just nonchalantly just walking around <laughs> just soaking up the atmosphere like walked over to the huddle didn't he and it's like on the end it's like let me in lads let me in lads yeah, like, you know like the little kid who's always on the outside of a huddle at school yeah. or something like that just like desperate to get involved and then when the penalties were being taken all the players were like uh, linking like arms over shoulders and stuff. Steve Bruce again was 10 metres away looking the other way definitely something in the camp going wrong here like Massive do you think it might have been a nerves back. thing, like a superstitious thing, or do you think he's just being a bad manager? I think it was nerves when the penalties were being taken because, like, you could see him just up and down the touchline, pacing, looking away when the player is running up and that sort of thing. But I, I still think if you're the leader, you you should be there telling the players what to do, at least instructing them. While yeah, maybe Graham Jones takes responsibility for the attacking football, and you may have delegated that, but still, you need to be there. You need to be present. You don't want to be walking around like at the very least motivating them i guess like exactly someone yeah. to you do need, it you need you need to be putting like giving your 10 cents you're you're paid at the end of the day to motivate the team to go out there and play 
Yeah. Um, Ten cents. Are we in New York now, are we? <laughs> you know you know what I mean, man. Now you're becoming Hodge. That famous saying, like, <laughs> give you 10 cents. But, but anyway, um, for the, the game was just poor, like really, really poor. Um, the penalties were poor as well. St. Maximan's penalty to start all off was the easiest save a keeper could do, just dive to his side and palm it away. They took all their penalties really well. It was their first Phil, team. Phil, Phil Bardsley's <laughs> penalty was unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely smashed it, but... I mean, had to be a fucking Mackham, didn't it? I did. I yeah, did say yeah. that I didn't really care about the result, and I, I'm standing by it. I still don't care about it because it's a cup that we don't need to be wasting time on and potentially picking more injuries up. So, yeah, ah, it's one of those ones where you're like, yeah, we can focus on the league, but if we won it and got through and be looking at the next stage, you'd be like, oh, okay, well, I might be in here. But it's just well, one are, of are they ones playing here. Arsenal away or something like that? It was quite a big game. Yeah, probably a good time to play Arsenal at the minute. Absolutely shy. That's true. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, just really disappointing one. Also, our bad luck with penalties goes on. I think we we actually won a penalty shootout not that long ago, but typically or historically, we've not actually been that good at pens. So we've that's not actually been involved. One. We've not been involved in that many penalty shootouts though. When you I remember a few it. over the last few years. Not been that many. I, I can only remember two. There you go, that's quite a few already. So oh, actually, man. it's a 50-50 win-loss ratio. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. Not a bad record, do we, Gray? No, it's shite. <laughs> <laughs> Gray's just sent us a little screenshot of uh, our penalty record over the last few years. What's that, including Burnley? So a one, lot of red. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Of the last eight penalty shootouts, we've lost six. So that 50-50 ratio you're talking about, Gray, is a myth. 25%. I think so, it, oh, yeah. yeah, well, at least you can do math. That's, that's a saving grace. Or what is it, a shining grace? Right, the Southampton yeah. game. Shining Grace. That was Hodgie's thing. It was, a, it was a callback, man. Uh, you can tell he doesn't back. listen back at all, man. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Southampton game, I mean, it was just a completely redundant and boring first half. I don't think anything really of note happened at all. All the action was in the second half, four goals in total in the second 45 minutes, or, well, 51 minutes if you include fucking Southampton, the second goal. But Callum Wilson on the scoring sheet again. I think it was a cross in the box from Jacob Murphy. Uh, he gets his head on the end of it, 1-0 up. Great. It's a good, it's a good little uh, partnership for me there, isn't it? Murphy crossing Jacob the Murphy ball putting in. them in. Yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. second time it's happened this season, isn't it? All right, Murphy. I think he's having a good season so far. Uh, yeah, he does it. He just puts a good shift in and he's got a wicked right foot on him. Like, um, But yeah, Wilson gets another goal for the season which is excellent news but I think there's rumours that he's now crocked or he's gotten it he's picked up an injury which isn't so good um, anyway Southampton about 20 minutes later make it 1-1 through Mohamed El Yunusi I think that's how you say his name um, there's then of course the next 20 minutes or so of just nail biting action and then you think great we've done it we've won it at the end Alan San Maxima after Joe Linton by the way comes on and, and makes the chance does some great work. sends a sends a defender to the to the shops in the Southampton box. puts it on a plate. comes back to San Maxima, and it's two uh, one in the ninety first minute. You think, right, we've got it. We're in here. In a game we probably didn't deserve to to win on reflection. Just looking at the stats now, we had thirty six percent possession in the entire game at home to Southampton. We had ten shots versus Southampton's twenty two. Our pass accuracy was sixty nine percent, way o, but not good at all. They had almost double the amount of passes we did. Three yellow cards apiece. It just sounds, it was just a, a shit game. But of course, all of our hopes and dreams are dashed 
when uh, Jamal Lascelles gives away his second penalty in two games and James Ward-Prowse, probably the most reliable penalty taker in the league at the minute, steps up and makes it 2-2 in the 96th minute. So fuck you, Southampton, and fuck you, James Ward-Prowse. But I think the biggest (laughs) talking point, or one of the biggest talking points, is how the fuck have we conceded three penalties in our opening three games of the season? And Lascelles has been responsible for two of them as well. And Lascelles has been responsible for two of them, exactly. I I don't understand how we could do that. Like, But how do you work on that? How do you rectify that other than just not being shit? Three and three is just verging on that's not unlucky, that's not fluky, that's just something's going wrong there. Especially in such a high pressure situation in the late, late, late stage of the match. Uh, you just can't be can't be doing that. It's unexcusable. Hodge, what did you think of the Southampton result? Obviously our problem is the defending. And we picked up last week saying now apparently Bruce is in charge of defending and then well it just shows, doesn't it? Like he's He's obviously not good enough and, and not up to speed with, with what needs to happen because we're there and we're, we're threatening at the other end when we need to and we are kind of putting chances away. It's it's just, again, it just lets us down with... It must be a combination of what the tag and tactics are and, and how he sets the game out, but it's us doing silly things, especially at the last minute of the game there. I know he has to try and put an effort in, but you can try and do it without actually trying to tackle the guy as well, Lascelles, at the end. And I think we've said this before, I think he's probably needing a bit of a rest, regather his thoughts. He's, he must be on some sort of burnout of trying to carry the team for however many years he's, he's trying to do it. It's just... He's lost his spark a little bit, hasn't he, Jamal? Yeah, 100%. Massively. And we've got other players as well that, that I just lost, but I'm sure we'll get to that. Uh, Gray, did you... Sorry, I cut you off before. Do you have something to add? Uh, I was just going to ask, did anyone see the penalty? Because I personally yes. haven't. What, what happened? Yeah, it's... Right. Oh, for the incident or the penalty itself? No, no, the incident. Oh, the incident. Can't remember what player it was. It's been fed through. Keeper's coming in for it. And I think the keeper actually makes a stop. But Lascelles just lunges in from behind him and just basically knocks his foot a little bit away from the ball. It's a penalty, like. Then the keeper says, it is a penalty. But Freddie Woodman nearly gets to the penalty. If the the penalty taker is not James Ward-Prowse, he saved that because he's literally inches away in the bottom corner he's made such an effort to get to it from what i could see he was doing well at guessing the right way against burnley in the penalty shootout yeah. as well seems like he's yeah. got a bit of an eye yeah, for he it he, he does he's, he's got this yeah. bit of a reputation from playing in the championship of having a well being a penalty stopper similar to like tim krull well he's getting plenty of fucking practice in the premier league this season isn't he <laughs> yeah exactly we're giving him all the practice he needs but uh but yeah like tim krull was renowned for it like even was it the 2000 and 10 World Cup where Holly got to the final. Did they keep bringing... Oh, they brought him on for the penalty shootout, shootout. yeah. Which is like almost unheard of. I think it started a trend though, didn't they? Because Chelsea tried to do it and take Kepa off, but Kepa was having fucking none of it in like yeah. the FA Cup final, I think. But Kepa's shy anyway, so... But yeah, I think like Woodman, I, I really hope he gets a chance because apart from... Well, we've constantly shot ourselves in, the, in our own feet by giving away these penalties. Actually, if you look at the results, apart from those penalties, we, we would have done okay. I personally think Woodman's played... Played well, giving away, like you say, three penalties in three games is it's just not good enough. Yes, two of them, well, the first one definitely wasn't, second one questionable, but definitely was. And it sounds like this third one was definitely one. So, yeah, um, it was a penalty. There's something going on. Why, why aren't we winning the ball earlier? Why have we only got 30% possession? Why don't we take a leaf out of every other top team in Europe? who have, was it six seconds to win the ball back in the opposition half or commit yeah, a foul? Guardiola's rule, isn't it? Yeah, so, but there's so many teams do it. You look at Leeds, Leeds basically give it their all in that six seconds to get the ball back or you just kick the fucker. 
Like every team does it. If you give away a foul 20 yards into the opposition half, you're not going to get booked. You give away a foul 20 yards into our half, we're going to get booked. And just little things like that, they just add up. Well, if you play the entirety of the second half in your own box, in and around your own box, you're bound to create these dangerous chances for yourself because we're not a team that really keeps possession of the ball. If you play everything around your own third, you're bound to get yourself into trouble, which we quite often do. Just sit back, camp and invite pressure. And that's what we do. And that's what we've done for a long time. And this is how we can see these fucking stupid goals. Get some artillies. Um... There'll be many stupid goals against Manu. I was going to say, I can, I can I imagine it's given away a fucking penalty against the Red Devils as well. You can see that coming. And they love to get a penalty. A bunch of cheating <laughs> bastards. Bruno Fernandes will put it away as well, won't he? Who, who will yeah. take the penalties actually for Manu? Would it be Ronaldo or be Fernandes? That's an interesting... Uh... I'd rather not find out. Maybe they'll give him give Ronaldo a token one to start him off, but I think Fernandes is probably the mainstay penalty taker. I, again, I'd just rather not find out at all. Uh, well, maybe find out <laughs> after they've played us. You know we're going to when Jamal gives away a hat-trick of penalties. Yeah, fucking this joke, man. I wonder if he'll be dropped against Man United, but which centre-halves can you really play against them? We've tried quite a few different combinations and none of them are working. I mean, first three games of the season, one point to show against... It's not like we've been playing bloody Liverpools and the Man Cities and the Man Uniteds of the world. We've been playing West Ham, Southampton and bloody Aston Villa and we've come away with one point. It's not good enough. Not good enough. I don't know where that leaves us in the table. I'd rather not look, but... 17th. We're 17th. Okay. It's probably where we'll stay. Burnley have got a better goal difference <laughs> than us, which is depressing. Yeah, it's not like we've not been scoring goals either. It could also be a, so much better as well, though, without... Like, if fucking Miggy turned up and actually had a, a goal in him, and if Joe Linton did as well, like, it, it would actually... Do we just unleash help. the beast? I know Hodge is ready to go on this. Do we just unleash Yeah, you the can beast? tell he's absolutely chomping at the bit, like... Do the quiz first because I've got stats for days <laughs> <laughs> to pick to pick these people apart. So if you want to do a quiz first, yeah, let's so break things up. Let's, uh, let's go into the quiz and then we'll talk about the Man United game at the weekend. Right, so this is the return of Who Dares Wills. Um, for those of you that don't know or aren't familiar with the concept, I'm going to pick a topic with a finite amount of answers or a finite number of answers. The guys then have to take it in turns telling me how many answers they think they can get. And it's basically from there a game of one-upmanship. So it's who's the most confident. If I say name the most Premier League grounds, Gray could say, okay, I'll give you seven in 30 seconds. Hodge would say, okay, I can do 18. And then Gray would have to call him out and let him do it. Funnily enough, Hodgey has done it in the past, but I think we gave you a minute last time, didn't we, Hodge? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, anyway, you'll pick it up as we go along. But the topic this week is winners of the Champions League or European Cup. All right, so I've got 22 teams in total here, looking at Wikipedia, the font of all knowledge. So 22 answers in total for winners of the European Cup or Champions League will include both. Eeny, meeny, miny, grey. You can go first. So how many of those 22 do you think you can name in 30 seconds? In 30 seconds? Ooh, that's that's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, man, quick Ooh, game's a good game. I'm not seconds. giving you a minute. You say 10 Oh, that's fucking bold. Straight out, straight out the bat. Um, twelve, twelve. Hodge, oh, straight in there. What do you, what do you reckon, Gray? Good game. Got you, yeah, got your big boy pants on today, Gray. Uh, thirteen. Oh, he does as well. Hodgey? fourteen. Oh, I've got some rogue ones that I didn't know <laughs> from doing sparkle when I was a kid. Oh, fourteen and thirty seconds. Oh, oh shit! That's hold on. That's one every two seconds. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. 
<laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, right, Gray, can you can you get a timer up for thirty seconds, please, Gray? Uh, I can. I will be checking the answers as we go along. Hodgy, oh, this is God. valuable time to be uh, revising. <laughs> All I do is just try and name some giants in the random ones I've got, and I think I can maybe do it. But it's going to be tight. Twenty-two European Cup and/or Champions League winners in thirty seconds, and Gray's going to count you in. Three, two, one, go. Chelsea. Yeah. Bayern Munich. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. Inter Milan. Yeah. Uh, AC Milan. Yeah. Uh, Ajax. Yeah. Juventus. Yeah. Um, uh, Hamburg won it. Yeah. With That's 11. Keegan. Um, Nottingham Forest have won it. Yeah, 12. Uh is it Steyr Bucharest as well? I think they've won it only one time. Correct, 13. That's it. Oh, no! 13! <laughs> oh, oh, nightmare! My next one, my next one was going to be Dortmund. I don't know if they have or not. I think they have. They have. They won it in 1996-97. Didn't Paul Lambert, the Scottish manager, win it with them? Gray, do you want to try and fill in the gaps? But Porto, I... Porto, yes, Porto yeah, in there. Marino. Oh, yeah. Um, you said Forest, didn't you? Yeah. It was the one you're not going to oh, get. Uh, Villa have won a fucking chat. Uh, yeah, Villa. Thing. Celtic won it, didn't they? Celtic, yeah. Celtic, yeah. Forgetting some biggies uh, here, just, like. Oh, Benfica. Benfica, yeah, Benfica yeah, big one. You said, did you say Bayern Munich? Yeah, I said them. Two Dutch teams. Feyenoord, yeah, and PSV, yeah. A French team. Uh, not PSG because they ain't won one. Nope. Marseille. 92-93. Correct. Uh, it was Marseille. 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 Oh, cool. And this is going back. An ex-Yugoslavian team in there. Ex-Yugoslavian team. What country? Uh, Serbia. Red Star Belgrade. Red Star Belgrade. Hooray. I think that's it. So, yeah, if we go through them quickly. So the 22 winners are AC Milan, Ajax, Barcelona, Aston Villa, Bayern Munich, Benfica, Borussia Dortmund, Chelsea, Celtic, Feyenoord, Hamburg, Inter Milan, Juventus, Liverpool, Man United, Marseille, Nottingham Forest, Porto, PSV Eindhoven, Red Star, Belgrade, Real Madrid, and Stau Bucharest. Nice. Yeah, boy. Oh, Hodge, what a gutter. Miss it by one. Oof. After I said after I said Dortmund, I wouldn't have had a clue with many other ones. Obviously, having a bit more time to think about it, it comes through. But I won away. Well, that means Gray gets the points for being a coward. <laughs> a bitter pill. But well done, Hodge. A valiant effort. Well done, mate. Cheers. Yeah, it's a seriously good effort, that. It's the goal del Newcastle. It's the goal del Newcastle. Lo hizo gay, lo hizo gay, lo hizo gay. Our next match on Saturday, the 11th of September at three o'clock, when the three of us will be off our absolute rockers because we'll be celebrating what the sanctity of marriage, the union between Hodgie and us, as this is like. I would be, I'd be shitting myself before having to give a speech while waiting for dinner to be served. <laughs> oh, wait, am I not supposed to get drunk before three? Oh, you can. You've got nothing oh, to Yeah, about. boy. I've been practicing <laughs> as well. I keep telling you, I've been practicing. Um, <clears throat> what, drinking? No, no, no. Uh, watch, watch. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Uh, are you with the bride or the groom? <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> we sound the mirror for so long, try not. Uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so the point at hand. So Man United, this Saturday, Saturday the 11th. So we're recording on the Tuesday the 7th. Three o'clock at Old Trafford. We are playing Man United. 
the uh, the return of the king, Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm not sure whether he'll actually be playing or not, but um, who knows? I'm sure we'll find out the hard way. But anyway, anyway, regardless of Ronaldo, they're an absolute force to be reckoned with. Um, they've made some very good signings. Jaden Sancho, Rafael Varane coming in from Real Madrid. Uh, unreal, really. Paul Pogba having an absolute stormer to the start of the season. Uh, I personally think we're going to get absolutely walloped. I don't have much hope at all. But if we talk about the specifics of the match and potentially changes that we need to make to the squad or to the team or to tactics um, to try and weather the storm, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts or um, any suggestions for Bruce, because we know obviously he he listens every week uh, on the recommendation of Graham Jones, of course. But Hodge, I know you've been chatting quite a lot this week about a couple of players in particular. Do you want to maybe do you want to maybe set off? Yeah, I just think there's some players that are that are lost at the minute, and there have been since they probably came in. Who name one them? them <laughs> one of them being Miggy. He's had 83 games for the tune in a Premier League setting. He's only scored eight. He's got three assists. For someone that you're bringing in for a decent bit of coin, you're going to want something back from that. And Joe Linton's played 72 with six goals and two assists. Joe does, Linton's played does, 72 games for us. I know that seems. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. It's, it? it's two seasons. Two seasons, and this is his third season where he's played three and then goals none, assists none, which it doesn't really surprise us. But there's there's people in the league that I've tried to compare them to in terms of like where you would probably see them fitting or you would expect them to be there for what the fee is. And I've got Ollie Watkins last season uh, for Villa, played 38, scored 14, assisted five. El Ghazi, same club. He's played 65 times in the Premier League total. 15 goals, 4 assists. Harvey Barnes, which is probably where you'd probably put Miggy up against because he's got a good bit of speed like him. He's got he's played 83 games in the Premier League, scored 16 with 14 assists. And then Pereira, who was at West Brom, who only played one season in the Prem, but he had 33 appearances, 11 goals and 6 assists. Mad. And he played for West Brom and they got relegated. So, like, we've obviously done some really poor research on, on Miggy and, and Joe Linton. And I think... They've just been bought in to kind of appease the fans. And obviously that's not going to really do much work. But like, there's there's a lot of talent there that you could have picked up for at least half of the price. Oh, yes. Say, like Was Watkins it 60 million Bond. across the two of them? Mm. Yeah, you can put add-ons. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Our favourite word. But like, for me, it just, <laughs> it just, it just, I don't know how you guys feel about them as well, but every time I see them now, people go... Oh, but they re- work really hard. All right, that's that's the first bit. But where's the product? There is no product. There needs to be product in the Premier League like that for you to sustain a constant place in the team. It's going to sound like I'm a constantly protect the bloke, but I feel oh, it's I kind love of... Joe Linton. Joe Linton's <laughs> my best friend. He's not going to marry you, Gray. <laughs> no, I, but he he deserves all the criticism he gets because he he's had clear cut opportunities and he's not putting them away at the minute. Uh, but I think I do feel it's unfair to compare him to someone like Watkins, who is an out-and-out striker. Uh, Joe Linton was never a striker. So in his whole playing career, he's played 151 games at centre-forward. He's only played 11 at left-winger, 9 at right-winger, and 1 at attacking mid. Gray, you want to check your facts before you come on this reputable podcast, I swear to God. First the penalty <laughs> thing. I told you I had fucking stats to back it up this week. <laughs> I told you. He's only played the second striker 15 times, so... We'll edit this bit out, Gray. Do you want to start again, saying... No, 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 that, that's absolutely... It's just fine. Like, like, everyone, I feel, is of the opinion that he's not a number nine. 
And you can see by the way he plays, he's not a number nine. But there is a big question around where does he fit, not only into a Newcastle side, but into a football team in general. Even you look at Callum Wilson, he, he scores goals, but he, he almost doesn't play like that old-fashioned number nine. He drifts out to the right all the time and then attacks the ball from there, no matter which side it's on. And I feel Joe Linton's being pigeonholed into playing that old-school number nine position, which is suited to someone like, a, dare I say his name, Andy Carroll or someone like that, or a piece of crouch, someone who is tall, who could win headers, who had very, very quick players running off them. And Joe Linton isn't that guy. He's he's very skillful. He's good at what he does, but he's not very good at putting the ball in the back of the net or creating opportunities for other people. He's good at retaining the ball and he's very skillful. Yeah, it's exactly what you want from a Premier League striker. Someone but, who's not good at putting the ball, <laughs> the ball in the net or setting up a goal, but he's good at retaining it. He's, he's clearly not Premier League quality. Neither, neither was Watkins, though. Watkins came up from the Championship as well, just to feed into your point, Hodge. Like, Joe Linton's come across from the top league in Germany. He's not been able to do it, so... But so did, so did Mark Wood. Mark Wood, came from, Mark Wood came from the Championship and is scoring goals for fun at Burnley. He... Oh, he, Chris, Chris Wood, you mean? Chris Wood, yeah, not Mark I was thinking, Wood, are you thinking uh, of the Bowers? Yeah, you know, I've been watching too much cricket this week, that's the problem. Yeah, Chris Wood came up, uh, he signed from Leeds, didn't he, or someone, to Burnley. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, everyone was saying, oh yeah, he's not going to do well in the in the Premiership, he, he's hardly scoring a goal for Leeds. Same as Bamford, actually. Bamford's a prime example of a, probably a player of a very similar ilk to Joe Linton. But he's come in for Leeds into the Premiership and he's almost set, set it alight. He's scored some really good goals. Having spoken to a lot of Leeds fans, they were slating him and saying there's no way he can make that step up, but he has. But I think it helps having a lot of players around him who play very expansive football, very quick, one-touch yeah. football, which we don't. And I think it slows the game down a lot from our, our side. And that yeah. may be hindering the likes of Miggy and Jolins, who are quite skillful, who might be able to play that slightly quicker pace. But we haven't seen that because we don't play that way of football. So why did we sign them in the first place? On that, on that kind of point then, so we've obviously got to do something to try and stop the rot. And it's unlucky it's going to be against Man United. What is next? What should we do for this next game, in your opinion, Gray? Shut up, shut we're not going to win games conceding one. <laughs> Telling Hodge to shut up there. <laughs> shut up, shop. <laughs> we we need we need to stop conceding stupid goals and those stupid goals. One are penalties, but we're we're very good at just giving away silly free kicks 30, 40 yards out outside the penalty area, and they just put it in from quite a dangerous angle. And it's not necessarily the first header they win but it's always the second one set the second ball which they tend to score from or create an opportunity from we can't afford to do that but we're always going to end up in that position having possession stats of around 30 percent but so something fundamentally wrong with the side we, we we could bring up that statement that bruce made the other day saying that the team is stronger than it was last year because we managed to sign willock but Every player is a year older. Every other team in the Premiership is strengthened and they brought in some serious flair. As you mentioned, the players Man you brought in, we've just been left behind and mm. it's going to be Absolutely. painful to watch. Just quickly, when you said, like you said, we're definitely looking stronger. We got we brought in Willock and then we got rid of, which is quite funny to say, like we've got rid of so many people and now we look stronger with a light inside. 
We've got Atsu, Carroll, Lejeune, Yedlin, Aarons, Lazar, Longstaff, Mutu, Saiville, Watts, Sorensen, Bobby Clark, Barlazer, Cal Scott, Tom Allen, and that Rodrigo Villa as well that we signed in from the Peruvian kid. Just mad. Like, we're strong from the side, but we've got rid of so many, so many people. It's ridiculous. Will, what about you for this weekend? This weekend, I think there's no getting around the fact that we're absolutely fucked. I don't know. I mean, what do you do? We've been playing five at the back, but still conceding two goals, if not more, per game. Scoring goals isn't an issue at the minute. Well, saying that, sounds like Callum Wilson might be out, which is a fucking gutter. Um, I think too much hope was maybe put on Willock coming in and just changing everything, but he's only one man, and he's only one 21-year-old man. You need a team. I don't know. I just don't think... I just can't see a light at the end of the tunnel for this one. I'm usually Mr. Positive, but... I think we just try and get through it as quickly as possible. Hope that Brucey's favourite team does him a favour. Maybe try and sneak a draw, but other teams have got results again, Man Man United. And you can kind of see, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. They got a result there. I think Southampton maybe got one not long ago, but like, I just can't see it for us at all. So miserable. We always play well against Man United, though. Yeah, we never get a fucking result, though, do we? We don't. We're always there or thereabouts against them. I don't know what it is, which drives us to play I swear to God, the last positive result I remember was um, Dubravka's... I remember two good games against my... Obviously, there's the famous 5-0 victory, but two in my lifetime that I remember was that one where Johan Kabay scored that free kick uh, and Denver Bar turned Chris Smalling and Phil Jones inside out in yeah. the Pardew era. And then there was the more recent one, which was Martin Dubravka's debut, where I think it was 1-0. I think Matt Ritchie scored the goal in the end. I remember those two games, but, you know, they're so few and far between how many times we've played Man United since then. Every time we go to fucking Old Trafford, we get absolutely thumped. I don't know. I mean, in terms of... This is probably a good opportunity for him to change things up a little bit because, you know, it's almost forlorn hope. So maybe revert to a four at the back, see how that goes. Maybe bring Paul Dummer in. I think he's been out in the cold a little bit too long now. Maybe not at left back. Push Matt Ritchie further up the pitch. Bring in Jamal Lewis. Bring Mankio back, play him on the right because he's an actual right back. He was dreadful against Burnley, though. Dreadful. Yeah, well, that's bound to happen, I think, when you're just plucked, when you're picked up and plucked in random teams three weeks apart, two weeks apart. This is the thing. You need to build consistency for teams and stuff. That's because that gives you your, your, what's it called? That gives you a platform to kind of push on and do well. Consistency, and we're just not getting any of that. And I've seen Ryan Fraser's injured as well. I think I saw a picture few days yeah, ago, Ryan crutches, Fraser as on crutches in a fucking moon boot. So what the fuck, man? What's up with us and injuries? I don't know what it is with, if it's a physio problem, if it's a fitness problem. Obviously we have fitness, we had COVID issues. Like is our medical staff, like what's the crack, man? Everything's going wrong. It's always seems to be the same player. So you look at last year, Wilson and Fraser, constantly injured. Well, we knew that about them anyway. The down in, is it something that's in the water down in Bournemouth? But Richie's fine, isn't he? So... Mm. that's because Richie's hard as fucking nails yeah he probably just played through 20 injuries I don't know I don't know basically what do we need to do I mean I'm usually master tactician but yeah I'm sorry lads they're on their own for this one sorry Brucey you fucked mate <laughs> um, possibly I don't know Hodge do you have anything to add yeah just to put a dampener on it uh, so the last you time that we put a dampener on it you don't just hear what I said <laughs> even, even further so the last time we beat Man U at Old Trafford was uh, 2013, where we won 1-0. The time before that... Was that Johan Kebab again? Uh, might, yeah, I think it might have been, yeah. When he, is it the free kick that he scored from a wide? Or he no, got I the ball he, out wide anyway. And and yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time before that was 1972. Are so, you fucking serious? Yeah. But that's so, how we won at Old Trafford. 
Yeah, so last time we won at Old Trafford was 2013, and then the time before that was 1972. We've Shit. had draws, we've had losses, but we haven't had many... Uh, many Two wins. wins in 50 fucking years. At Old Trafford, yeah. That's mental. The, wow. uh, the record, if you want to know, against Man U. Man U no, have won you. 89 times, drawn 39 times, and lost 43. Yeah, it's not as bad as I was thinking, actually. Still shit-like. <laughs> so bad. Right, I don't think we want to really drag this pain out any longer. Let's go to our score predictions, I think, unless anyone has anything to add. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, right, Mr. Mister Dampner himself, Hodgy, uh, what do you reckon the score is going to be on Saradier? I'm going to go for... You're a bit quiet. You've got all muffled. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go... Three, oh, is it three or four nil? Four nil. Fuck it, Man United. Four nil to New. Oh, Man United. Sorry, <laughs> uh, Monsieur Gray. What do you think the score will be on Saturday? So Man United always have a game every season where they score a shit ton of goals, and I think it's going to be this weekend. Oh, here we go. No, that's going to go six nil. Six. Oh, fuck oh, it oh, get in. Well, to be fair, thankfully Gray's been totally out of whack with all his predictions so far. You thought the Burnley game was going to be six two as well. Five three, wouldn't it? Five three, something yeah, like that. Right, what I about Celtics man? And he was going to go to penalties. Uh, well, no, I said that. So I'm trying to nick my thing. Uh, what do I think the score is going to be? Thanks for asking. I reckon it'll be one one. <laughs> one one, I no mean, I've, chance, I've been, man. They're gonna have dump us three nil, three nil. I think oh, it'll be to Man United. I just, I just oh, I already put nil for everybody on them on the piece of paper. <laughs> 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 what are you saying? Three nil. Oh, you're three nil to Man United. Yeah, even though I vowed not to bet against us or, or predict against us, but yeah, no cool, chance for this one, like How do you think uh, Ronaldo's gonna get on? If he plays well, according to your score, he's probably gonna get about seventeen goals. Is he great? <laughs> Is gonna is seventeen gonna... goals out of six. Yeah, that's that's quite a good return, isn't it? It's called hyperbole. I don't know if you're aware. Hyperbole, oh, big words. That's, that's a big word for you, Will. <laughs> I'm a linguist. I'm a cunning linguist. Me, bit of a sex joke. <laughs> <there as well. laughs> <laughs> that's what they come here for. The Newcastle United banter and the sex jokes. Great. Okay, Ronaldo. Well, it depends if he's playing from the start. Really, uh, he might not be, but I'd really rather not see him at all. They might rest yeah. him for more important games. Let's hope. <laughs> They've got enough danger men, haven't they? To be fair, <laughs> fucking rights they do. Mason Greenwood's having a fucking cracking season as well. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Ah, uh, right. Anyway, yeah, that'll be that'll be us. We'll be miserable again when we no doubt speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. But unless there's anything else, lads, I think that's that's it for this one. That's it. Twenty fifth episode. Oh, congratulations. Quarter of a century. Yeah. Wow. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, and Grey's Grey's still listened to none of them. <laughs> I, I have such a good time recording with you guys. I, yeah, I it's I, starting I, to I run a bit you. thin now. It's I, wearing I, I, a bit I, thin, I, that one. I don't want to put a down on it listening to all your editing. That's the... Uh... <laughs> Uh, right, well, that's uh, yeah, that's it for this week. Um, if you would like to, or if you're so obliged, you can follow us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast. Uh, you can find our podcast on most major podcast streaming platforms, uh, and we would really appreciate it if you could give us a follow and potentially a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Spotify. Whatever you're inclined to do, you can just do it. You know what I mean? Just how we should live our lives. Subscribe. Um, well, thanks, lads. Good to speak to you, and I will. I'll see you in a in a few days' time yeah, for the man. wedding. Oi, oi. Right, nice one. See you later. Sarah. Bye.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal a last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.